Hey, I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And what you're about to listen to is strictly confidential. I'm doing well. I had another scary thing happen to me, though. You know how last week I talked about the scariest thing that happens to me? Yes. I have another one. Which I've thought about several times since, by the way. Yeah, and is it scary to you? No, I still just don't understand. <laughs> okay. Like, it's just, it's it's like I'm, it's like a song that you can't remember the name of, and you just, it bothers you. Okay, well, this one I think is actually genuinely terrifying. Let me paint you a picture, okay? Okay. So it's also bathroom related. So you're sitting on the toilet playing words with friends or Candy Crush Saga or something or reading, reading the Twitter. Okay. Marvel Puzzle Quest. Okay. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Puzzles and dragons. Okay. And the lights go out. Now you have two options. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I just went completely white as a sheet. So, so is this one actually terrifying for you? Well, it's happened. It's been experienced because, uh, my office bathroom has those automatic lights that are motion sensing mine does too so yeah you have two options here right option one finish your business as fast as possible potentially use your phone as a flashlight and get back to the light and manually turn it back on which is the better option but still feels very shambly and messy right option two is you sit and wait for somebody else to come in and that's even more terrifying to me than the lights going out Because then somebody walks in and the first thing you do when you look into a bathroom is check to see if the stalls are closed, right? (laughs) And there's there's nothing more terrifying than a coworker who you recognize because you recognize their shoes. Just being like, long one, huh? (laughs) Taking some work, huh? That's terrifying to me is that a coworker coworker (laughs) will walk in, see my shoes, which are stylish, by the way, and think. Yeah, "Hmm, can't miss them. Guess he's been in here for a while. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, that's terrible. Well, I thought the third, this, your second option was going to be you begin to throw things over the stall, trying to hit, like, make the sensor go off. So my bathroom doesn't work like that because mine, the two stalls are on one side of a wall and the other side of the wall has the sinks and the light. So, like, I wouldn't be able to get around. Oh, okay. What's the timer? Do you have it timed out to exactly how long you have once you go in? I think it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Eight minutes at my last office. And <laughs> since then, we just have a normal light switch. Eight minutes is like, I'm a, uh, I'm a quick, I'm an in and out kind of guy. Uh, but eight minutes is fast. Yeah, so I, over the last couple of weeks, I had felt like, man, I just want to go sit and play some, play some egg ink on my phone for a little bit. And so I'll go to the bathroom <laughs> and like, like, you can't still be playing egg ink. There's no way. Moving on. So I'll go back into the bathroom and sit and just tap for some chickens for like five, ten minutes. And a couple of times the lights have just turned off. And it's terrifying every time. Yeah, well, once you're in the dark, uh, things can start playing tricks on you. Your imagination kind of takes over. Uh, and that has happened seemingly more than once in a small sleepy town in West Virginia. Woo! That transition was a stunt. Yeah. That took a lot of energy, and I'm exhausted now. That was like the triple backflip of transitions. So today we're talking about... What's up? That was like a triple backflip of transitions. 
Yeah, I think I stuck it. We're talking about Mothman today. Um, originally at Jackson's suggestion, but I really wanted to take over the investigation on this one. And so I've come in with literally no knowledge, other than the fact, well, other than the fact that one of my friends is excited to talk about Mothman, or like will tell anybody, "Hey, do you want to talk about Mothman?" And every time I've said, "Ah, uh, maybe later." <laughs> so you've never heard what he has to say? No, because I'm I'm after what I've read, I'm genuinely interested in this fanatic and like what he wants to say about it okay well uh we can talk to him at some point but i'm excited okay, to hear. we should I'm well it's so niche it's weird it's uh mothman first of all is a cryptid do you know what a cryptid is jackson uh enlighten me uh a cryptid is short for something that i actually a cryptid not cryptozoic that's dinosaur stuff um basically bigfoot is a cryptid Loch Ness Monster is a cryptid. Okay. They are folklore creatures that are considered to have... They're folklore creatures, but they possibly exist. They're not mythological because some there are eyewitness accounts and some people apparently believe in it, uh, but those are cryptids. Usually there's only one or two of them. Like you, There's a Loch Ness Monster, the Bigfoot, and similarly there is the mothman okay. uh, originally spotted in the 60s uh, 1966 in the, a town in west virginia um town called looking at the wiki point Tom- pleasant okay good i'm glad it's not huntington <laughs> yeah <laughs> huntington west virginia uh point pleasant west virginia this is a town of fewer than 5,000 people uh but it seems to be the hot spot for Mothman. So that's why I was curious as to why your friend is so fanatic about Mothman, is that this has to be, other than like Nessie, probably the most localized cryptid I've ever heard of, because Bigfoot happens all over the place. And uh, similarly, the El Chupacabra in Mexico. Um, but the Mothman is very specifically Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Well, I don't know if the- 5,000 people. I don't know if you could call the Chupacabra a cryptid because Scooby-Doo did a documentary on it. Oh, you're right. And documentary means facts. Yeah, documentary does mean facts. And I trust everything. Is that movie any good? Because I think he was in a kid. I didn't like it so much. I, I know for a fact that like Kid Jackson did not have great taste in movies. Um, but it was in Kids Jackson, Kid Jackson's living memory. It was very good. <laughs> it was? Yeah. I had already seen... Uh, I had already seen Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, which was the scariest thing that had ever been created at the time. And I was not so scared of the uh, purple El Chupacabra from that movie. Oh, the Monster of Mexico. That's what the movie was called. I just remembered very specific, hilarious details like um, like Scooby and Shaggy share a passport photo and they have to recreate the photo. At the like, I remember that scene, and it's like it's no, genuinely- no joke. Every time that I whip out my ID at a bar, I think of that scene, and it's such a good scene, right? Yeah, because because the person who's checking their ID is like not buying it, and they have to like smush their faces together to recreate it. It's so funny to me. Yeah, I legitimately still think of that every time I show my ID at a bar. But I know it's not the best movie because I know that as a kid I did see the best movie which is Pokemon 2000. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were going back to uh, uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. 
Because, Jackson, that one, the, the monsters were real, dude. All bets were off. Fred died. They just ate Fred. It was bonkers. Okay, maybe I need to go back and rewatch that because I don't remember it nearly as well as Monster in Mexico. But moving yeah. on, um, the Mothman is a more localized cryptid. But the reason my friend talks about it so much is apparently he has a huge following on Reddit. Mothman over other cryptids on Reddit? Yeah, I guess. I don't fully know his backstory. I'm going into this, okay. this blind, so I just... Well, great. I'm excited to educate you then. It's a really interesting cryptid. It's, it's unlike a lot of others. Uh, so the first sighting, first recorded Mothman sighting, was in 1966. Once again in a small town in West Virginia where five men, uh, grave diggers, which is so fitting... They were in a cemetery preparing a grave for burial when they saw something they couldn't explain. You can tell I'm reading this. I got the I'm reading an article voice. Yep. Uh, lifting off from the nearby trees was a brown winged creature. The men held to the fact that what lifted off beyond the trees was no bird. It was humanoid. So that sounds like the, the original sighting, but it's weird because I think that that might be the most, the least legitimate sighting. If you actually follow the paper trail and where it legitimately gets spooky is the um, the newspaper for this town in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, has a printed article, which you can still you can still look up and read about the the first sighting that was actually reported to the local police station. OK, um, so two couples who are driving near there's a uh, the, the, there's a site they call the TNT area. It was a it's a World War Two like munitions plant where they that and this is real like it's it all sounds so fantastical, but it's a uh, defunct munitions plant where they uh, manufactured TNT. So that's why they just call it the TNT area. But they were driving home near there, and apparently it's two couples. And this is also in '66. Apparently, a couple days after the grave diggers saw this thing, were followed in their car by this large owl-like thing that they knew wasn't a bird because it was six to seven feet tall by their estimate and had a wingspan of 10 feet. When they initially spotted it, they, they thought they were coming up on a car that they were going to pass because they saw two red lights until they got closer and realized that those two red lights were two eyes that were reflecting from the headlights. What's common in all the accounts of the Mothman is that even though it has these 10-foot wings, you never see the Mothman flap the wings. When he flies, he just he just shoots straight up like a helicopter or like any Marvel superhero when they t make a big cute like they basically just reel back and jump up. Yeah, and, like like and, and in spread uh, wings and glide. In Deadpool when he's like superhero landing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Uh, so the so the initial account is these two couples go to the police station um, and this is what actually happened. And they're apparently freaked out. And they say they saw this this creature flew behind the car after they passed it and followed them back. The actual details of what they did after they were they started following them are kind of dicey and seem to be seem to vary. Um, but the newspaper the next day ran an article saying like couple couple followed by bird ellipses creature ellipses something. Okay. So after this, sightings exploded, but this was the first like documented. I don't know where this grave digger st story came from, like where it was reported to, but this was in later like added to the timeline before this couple recorded 
reported it to the paper. But after it showed up in a local paper, sightings were popping up all the time. Really, the greatest mystery is how this thing got the name Mothman, because in all descriptions, it sounds exactly like an owl. And that's kind of been like one of the common theories as to what it actually is. It's because it has either bat wings or or feathered wings, but it has like perfectly round, red, uh, reflective eyes. Um, and it's also said to have no head, just eyes like where on its chest. Huh. And those are kind. Of, and it's also very. It's also tall and humanoid, so he's got some some nice muscular legs. And these occurrences, it gets a little bit crazier. I know I'm I'm holding the floor here. They occurred all within this one town for just a year, because in December of 1967, the Silver Bridge, which connects uh, West Virginia to the neighboring state, that bridge collapsed during rush hour and killed 46 people because they were the like cars just plummeted into the river. And after this event happened, there were no more reported sightings of the Mothman. You know, the neighboring so, state of West Virginia is Virginia. Is it just Virginia, West Virginia to the to the east? I mean, to the west. Excuse me. Yeah. The west of West Virginia is Virginia. Oh, no. The west of West Virginia, I think, is Rhode Island. OK. Uh, that's entirely a guess, though. So if that's wrong. United States map dot com. It's Ohio. I was thinking the other way around. We're looking at Ohio here. So that this silver bridge used to be connecting Ohio and this town. Uh, it tragically collapsed. 46 people died. And simultaneously, the sightings of Mothman completely stopped. Okay. So before, I have, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay, I'd love to hear but your I thoughts. But I want to know if any of this, specifically, I want to hear your, your thoughts on, like, the Silver Bridge connection. So do people believe that the Mothman was a part of the bridge collapse and that he died in the incident? Oh, that's actually really interesting. Um, in a roundabout way, I think so. Okay, what, what is um, your theory? Because I thought that was the most obvious one. <laughs> no, I think that when this bridge collapsed, it killed Mothman. Because this these two couple, I, I think these couples saw an owl or something else that got them spooked. Because there seems to be the legitimate account from the police and from the report and from the paper that these people really think they saw something and it legitimately scared them. But this is a town of 5,000 people, fewer than, and that's something I brought up a couple times on purpose. There's nothing better for the economy of a teeny tiny town than a legendary cryptid. Because okay. they have a museum, they have a festival, and also these people are just bored. Yeah. And I, th I and like this is and this is just general talk about cryptids stepping into my life. Uh, have you ever seen the the deer cam monster? No the photo. OK, you might want to Google that. And if you're listening at home, also Google deer cam monster. It might be a photo you've seen before because it's a classic repurposed for creepypasta. But uh, it's a Louisiana monster. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, and it showed up on a factor faked paranormal files that TV show through a friend of friend. I know who photoshopped this. Yeah, uh, this is this was made by a couple homeschoolers uh, in Louisiana. When whenever it ended up on factor fake paranormal files, they were like, ah, oh, we're famous. Like, let's let's make another one. It was just made out of sheer, sheer boredom. I think that's the reason you get these cryptids in tiny towns 
is that faking one is just the kind of thing you do when you're in a town of 3000 people. I, I want to uh, I want to be on your side with that. So the, going back to the Silver Bridge, you have these group of folks or you have this this town that kind of has like this idea that there's a monster in their woods. Right. And the whole town collectively runs with it. Either they really want to see something in the woods and they kind of like are tricked by their own imagination or they're just flat out lying. More likely the reason the Mothman died when the Silver Bridge collapsed is because that event was was significant enough that it distracted people away from the Mothman mythos. And some of the original people who may have been involved in, like, creating the story may have died in the collapse. Oh. So okay. there was so so, so if, if in this small town. If, so, so they were kind uh, of they the were kind of waiting. They were kind of waiting for something huge to happen to put. Par- what is the place called? What is the town called? Point Pleasant. They were waiting for something huge to put Point Pleasant on the map. And so they were like, what if we come up with this story about a spooky owl man that's for some reason named after a bug? No, I think I don't think it's really um, it might be on a cons- I, I do wonder if that could be something that happens very intentionally. I just think this is something that happened like oh, or- natural naturally because it was exciting. And then something genuinely terrifying and exciting does happen. And people are actually in danger and it kind of takes the place. It kind of takes Mothman's role. You know what okay, I mean? So it's kind of like, like a couple people were like, Hey, we saw this weird thing. And people were like, Oh, that's crazy. Crazy enough to where we can make a bigger deal out of it than it actually is. Yeah. Okay. And then as soon as something actually crazy happens, they're like, Oh, you know what? Mothman's not real. Well, they just forget about it. Because, yeah, like, it's not top of mind and they're not invested in the story, so the sightings all of a sudden stop. It's not a ruse they have to keep up, exactly. Well, their uh, explanation for this is that, plot twist, Mothman is a good guy. Uh, He just wants to communicate with us, and he's a harbinger of bad things to come. And he came to this town to warn them that the bridge was going to collapse. Okay. Which is a story that I like much better and definitely sells more tickets to the festival. Okay, can we imagine if this were a sitcom? Okay. In which a two couples, the main characters of the show, bump into this Mothman who is terrifying everybody, but eventually they become friends with the Mothman and find out that the Mothman is just here to be friends with everybody and help people. This is just ALF. Okay, yes. Except with fewer cat fatalities. Yeah, and it's also... You remember in that show when ALF ate cats? I don't know what ALF is. You don't know what ALF is? No. Well, I would say that dates me, but this is way before me as well. It's a, it's a sitcom during the sitcom era where talking puppets were appealing and not terrifying. Okay, yeah, that is or at terrifying. Least they, were perceived to, they were perceived to not be terrifying, but they were the whole time. Okay, you know yeah, the show it, Dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, that... Okay, so I, I googled Alf and then clicked on images and then clicked on the first one and I'm looking at one similar to it. This is terrifying. <laughs> Would you believe it was a he was a beloved character and warmed the heart of a nation? A hundred and one episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know no why way. they? You know this is what I've heard why they've canceled this. And I guess I'm not the biggest Alf. God, he's so scary. His <laughs> eyes just have 
they're they're solid black and so shiny at the same time. The proportions don't make sense. Like yeah. 95% of his face is this weird nose. Throughout the entire show, his favorite food is cats, and he's trying to eat the, the family's cat. Uh, and he's the hero of this story. Man, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, they canceled the show because they, they built out this sitcom house, but half of the house is just like th uh, thin balance beams that the actors have to walk across because there have to be holes in the floor for the puppeteer to be down in the floor. And so apparently there are enough injuries from actors falling off that the it's basically everyone who had to work with Alf that boycotted the show. Oh it was my an actual, goodness. It was an actual hazard to work on this show. Can I read to you the Google description for this show? <clears throat> a smart-mouthed creature, Alf, a.k.a. alien life form, crash lands in a suburban garage. His spaceship is That's beyond... That's what Alf stands for? <laughs> alien life form. I hate this. The IMDb description is just a furry alien wise guy comes to live with a Tanner family after crashing into their garage. Okay, but back to the Google one. His okay, life form is two words. All right, I'll let it. Uh, I'll, I'll let it slide. His spaceship is beyond repair. He's ugly. He's short. He's got a bad attitude. What's a, <laughs> what's a family to do? Why take in the furry creature, of course, and watch as he comments on humankind and tries to eat the cat. A delicacy on his home planet of Malmac. I could make that up. There was a a prequel series. Was it him on his home planet? Yes. Oh my god, no. It's called Alf the Animated Series. Oh, it's a cartoon. It's still terrifying. <laughs> it's a no, it's a spin-off. So it, it came after um Alf So there are two spin-offs. Um Alf the Animated Series and Alf Tales. Alf Tales was also animated. Oh, God, they could not fix him in post with this cartoon. No, it's it's a prequel depicting his life back on his home planet. Oh, this is oh, like, oh, God, I, I just saw there's a girl version. Oh, no. it's got to go away. That's got to get off my screen. Back to cryptids. I would never leave my house if I thought that Alf was in the woods. But did you ever think that Bigfoot existed or locked? Was there a cryptid that you legitimately believed in, at least as a young folk? I think what's nice about cryptids is the the whole kind of like there's no disproving them entirely. And so I love being in that state of like, yeah, I've never seen Bigfoot, so he, he could be fake. I also like to think that like, yeah, Bigfoot exists. Yeah. Can't prove a negative, right? Can't prove that he he doesn't exist. It's one of the things that, OK, hold with me in this analogy. It's one of those things that's so good about Harry Potter is that it's like, do you know a lot about Harry Potter? I know the information that's contained in the films. Okay. So essentially, Harry Potter is a like magical world that's structured to where muggles can't see the magical world happening, right? Right. So it's written to where all of this magic could be real and we would just be muggles not knowing about it. And so for me, I love the idea that like, yeah, the Loch Ness Monster could be real. I just have never been to anywhere that it's been seen at the same time or anything. You know what I mean? Hmm. But I do think that, like... Do you think that helps Mothman, then, that it's so localized to this this small spot in West Virginia? For you to see it, you'd have to go there with the intention of seeing it, 
And by that point, your your brain already wants you to see it. So you're more likely to see something and mistake it as a Mothman. Yeah, so I I think that it's more likely that Mothman never existed than it is that something like Bigfoot never existed. Just because that whole localization idea that like they came up with this monster or not they came up with this monster, but like these people saw something and these other people made a little bit bigger deal out of it than it really was because it's a small town and they want a little bit of fame makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, whereas like if you're looking at the Loch Ness Monster, he's been seen all over Scotland. Right. And other countries as well, I believe. But he like has so much backstory that it's going to be harder to argue against that because so many people are like, hey, we saw him over here. Hey, we saw him over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much that we don't know about our ocean that aquatic monsters, I'm way more inclined to believe. Whether or not this dinosaur-sized creature can exist in a smaller body of fresh water, or, you know, we got Mossman and other, like, lake monsters. Yeah. But in terms of, like, ginormous kraken-sized squids, I can see that. Isn't it also kind of like... I mean, an anglerfish is one of the most terrifying things you could come up with. This and also, that's, this also that, maybe and that's a, like not even scratching the surface of the freaky shit that's under our ocean. I think I've heard somewhere that this is a terrible quote because I just think I've heard it somewhere. Isn't it statistically true that we know more about space than we do about what's under our own ocean? Yeah. A number that's on the top of my head right now is that we've we've got an estimated like 5% of the fish <laughs> that are living right now cataloged. Just like an embarrassingly small amount. Well, when I was young, I watched a documentary about Bigfoot on Discovery Channel, and lo and behold, I was a Bigfoot believer. I, I, I think there was some legitimacy in my mind because it was on Discovery Channel. I'm like, this isn't some crazy person. It's on TV. There was like, well, here's a documentary about the Civil War, and here's a documentary about Bigfoot, and my brain just really couldn't separate the two. You're like, Civil War exists, therefore Bigfoot exists. Well, just thank God that I didn't see a, a Mothman documentary, though, because I would have been terrified out of my mind because just the simple visual of you see illustrations of just the two glowing red eyes and then like no head, but then like these 10 foot wings. It's it's so easy for your imagination to put that out in the woods when you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm glad that the whole this is on TV and this is on the same channel means they're both true thing isn't something that you carry to all the time because then, <laughs> then you would be watching NBC and watching the news and be like, okay, yeah, this happened in 1986. And then the next show would be ALF. <laughs> and your thought is, okay, yeah, alien life form, the one that is out of this world, which is the tagline <laughs> of oh, the no. show. No, if, if I saw Alf and thought it existed, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Now's as good as time as any to gouge out my eyes. There is a quiz online to see how much like Alf you are. Do we want to take this quiz real quick? How many questions are we talking about? Ten. Ten questions. All right. How much you like Alf am I? An artist himself, Alf appreciates true genius in art. Pick the painter you like the most. Claude Monet, Jackson Pollock, or Norman Rockwell? Norman Rockwell. Shit, that's what Alf would say. Okay, question two. You've got the whole weekend ahead of you. What would you do with it? Let's go camping, guys. Fancy resort, please. Time to sail away. 
Let's go camping, guys. Who do you think is the consummate TV dad? Dick Van Dyke, Mike Brady, Ward Cleaver. Oh, I, I think I only know Dick Van Dyke, so that's the guy. Even though his name is Dick? And Dyke? Oh, man. Question four. What's your opinion on silent films? Thumbs up emoji, right on, love them. Or thumbs up. Oh, down. I thought those were my three options. <laughs> thumbs up, right on, or love them. Or option two, thumbs down emoji, nah, not for me. Nah, not for me. Okay, I, I knew you were going to be a liar if you said you loved them. Okay, question five. You can order anything out of the catalog. Score, what do you pick? Darts for the garage? A telescope? Or a ventriloquist dummy? <laughs> a telescope. These are such good questions. Yeah. Question six. If you could host any TV show, whose desk would you want to fill? Dick Cavett, David Letterman, or Jack Parr? Let's get David Letterman. Is it another situation where you only know the one? That's the situation we're in right now. Question seven. Pick a common house pest to turn into your pet. An ant farm? Rats? Or a spider? A rat, I think. Well, here it says plural, but that's fine. <laughs> Question eight. You're flipping through channels. What sitcom would you stop on? The <laughs> Alf? Alf 2? Or Alf the Animated Series? Uh, actually, it's called Alf, Alf Tales, not Alf 2. But the options okay. are The Andy Griffith Show, The Beverly Hillbillies, Ooh, and mm -mm. Gilligan's Island. Ooh, Andy Griffith Show. I'm so wholesome. Question nine. You're feeling unfulfilled and decide to do something extreme. Which activity appeals to you the most? Scale a mountain. Go skydiving. Hang ten, surfer dude. Oh, hang ten, surfer dude. <laughs> Question ten. Let's say you confused one of these household items for food. <laughs> which this one, is a leading question. Which one would you be more likely to eat? Cotton balls? Those green and yellow sponges? Or some mustard-colored napkins? Mustard-colored napkins because that's what those uh, seaweed treats are very much like. You got 20% alf. That's too much alf! If I don't have 0% alf. That means that two of your questions were the same as alf's. Was it hang 10 dude? Because that, that felt... Pretty alfy. That felt pretty alfy. I don't know. I could have sworn one of the household items would be just the cat. <laughs> That's an amazing question. Let's say you confused one of these common household items for food. Okay, I'm playing along. <laughs> you got me. What's I hope you next? all played at home because that was the best BuzzFeed quiz I've ever taken easily. <laughs> easily. So we're not really convinced in Alf's existence, and we're also not convinced in Mothman's existence, but... Assuming that the very first sighting, the two couples in 1966 were in their car and supposedly got chased, what do you think they saw? So do you think they were at night or during the day? Because I think that'll play a it lot. It was nighttime. Okay, so I think they saw a person. You think they legitimately saw a person? I think they saw a person wearing a cloak or something. Oh, it was this person dressed up trying to scare people? Is this a Scooby-Doo situation? I think that this Cause is... Because that, that's not totally, like... That's really not totally crazy when you consider the, the killer clown epidemic of 2016. 
To give some backstory, I I think every situation is a Scooby-Doo situation to start off because Scooby-Doo is 100% the show I watched the most when I was a kid. That's neither here nor there. The I think it makes way more sense that like there was a person wearing a cloak that was like in the road or something that the guy, these guys saw behind them. Hmm. And in terms of but, like, but apparently it, it followed them at high speeds. Do you think that was their imagination? Okay, maybe he was a runner. Maybe he was a runner. That's scary to me. Like even even if I recognize this person, someone chasing after my car at night. Of course, my car goes pretty fast. Yeah, see, my car does go faster than 20 miles an hour, so I would still feel pretty safe, I think, actually. I guess it falls apart at that part. I had forgotten that he chased them. Um, yeah. The most common theory I've seen is, is an owl. Which the owl thing actually explains the no head very easily because when they like bring their wings up a little bit, they duck their head down. And if you just see their reflective round eyes... Um, which can be red in certain lights, by the way. It looks like you have like eyes that are just in the chest, and you have these big old wings. Um, and they're also nighttime predators, so they might follow behind a car or anything else that attracts their attention. Uh, the only thing it's not accounted for is that everyone says that it's like six to seven feet tall, which may just be it being nighttime and not having any sense of perspective or depth. Yeah, I think um, that's... And, and I think when you're scared, you assume it's bigger than it is. Yeah, I think it's very likely that that's, a, that's an issue of depth perception where people are seeing something and think, oh, that is huge, and then think, oh, yeah. no, that is not huge. Um, I also, I just made the mistake of Google image searching Mothman, and it is, the artwork done is terrifying. No, it's it's really upsetting to look at, and that's that's why I think it was partly people wanting excitement and perpetuating this mythos because and i think partly like as a kid i would have legitimately been scared out of my mind by this this creature that i saw in the newspaper uh especially in the 60s like when you know the newspaper was the source of information oh this is so i so i so i think that's what why it also permeated so quickly is that a lot of the sightings came from legitimate fear but then something legitimately real and scary happened, which was the bridge collapsing and people actually died. And that was that just distracted people from this idea of the Mothman. And after their minds were off of it, they never saw it again because they weren't expecting it or looking for it. OK, I so I did a little bit of like Googling while we're while we're talking here. I think I love the idea that the Mothman is like this, like warning angel. Yeah, I, it's because, so cool because there are not only sightings of him appearing at the bridge, there are sightings of him um, appearing in a mine in Germany in 1978. Who they apparently see the man and the, or see the Mothman, and then an hour later, the men felt a seismic rumble and witnessed dust shoot from the mine as it starts collapsing. Man, and that's as they so, were so as just, they were he was going warning in. Them that the collapse was coming. Is that yeah, what you're saying? As they were going in, and so they stopped and not, didn't he, go not in. He caused the collapse. Yeah, but he was warning them. Um, apparently. Um, there was also a sighting of him hanging around the Twin Towers the week of 9-11. Okay, that, that I'm not so sure. There would definitely be a photograph uh, of that happening. Well, I'm seeing a photograph. It could be, as they say, photoshopped. <laughs> but, I mean, it looks like Mothman near the Twin Towers. Um, 
that's such a cool like I didn't really really dive into that part of the character, but that's such a cool trait if that's what it I know there's I think there's I mean he's he's usually portrayed as this monster, but then in activity he only does good things. He's just misunderstood. It goes back to the sitcom thing. Like yeah, you're talking this is, about this is, he just wanted a date to prom, but he's got the like he's he's big and he can't help it. He's got hair everywhere. Where's he's he gonna buy a razor? Nobody's gonna sell him a razor. Yeah. He didn't grow hair when Amazon was around. He couldn't just set that up and buy a credit card and stuff. He also apparently appeared at the site of the I-35 West Bridge collapse in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 2007 to warn That's that way one. later than the that okay. So I mean, from what I read, the last legitimate sighting was in the 60s. So anything popping up in 2007 is uh really significant i'd say and so what do you think and this is this i think is a good place to wrap up which is going back to where we started uh the name mothman there's nothing about him that says moth to me because he's described as being like a bat being like a man being like an owl nothing really moth-like was owlman not scary enough okay i googled it mothman is also a character in the watchman forgot about that so the name, uh, my Google Home just said something. Okay, never mind. This doesn't make any sense either. Huh. So th- despite not even understanding the name and being pretty, uh, in- feeling pretty incredulous about the origins and legitimacy of Mothman, I know for a fact the next time that I'm driving on a small highway at night and I'm driving through a wooded area and I see the two red dots of someone's taillights in front of me, I'm, I'm going to cleanse my butt cheeks just a little bit and probably drive a little faster. Yeah, so I, I've actually had experiences like that. So Shannon and I, when we went on our honeymoon, we went to Canada and we got there, landed at like seven or eight at night and then found out that our place was three hours from the airport when we thought it was just like an hour and a half. And we were driving through the Canadian Rockies, which is like a forest that's not insanely well lit. Hmm. And we were warned that there might be bears. Oof. So the whole time I was driving thinking, I have no idea what's going on. I hope I don't see anything that's not a car. And so (laughs) every little sighting was like, like every little car was like, oh no. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Oh, that sounds so stressful. It was very stressful. And it was like an hour and a half through the, through the mountains. But I mean, that's the, that's the power of the, when the human mind's on high alert. Yeah, like I could imagine that if like if I saw like very quickly out of out of my rearview mirror, like just the reflection of my taillights on something, I could imagine thinking that's a monster. That is a real monster. And my first thought would definitely be I got to call the police (laughs) (laughs) because that real monster is terrifying. And if it doesn't get handled, I'm not going to sleep until I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So I someone has got to go get that and get rid of it. I definitely see the whole there's a big thing back there and it is not human. And so the police need to know about it. But I also see the whole it's just something I'm seeing. It's not a real. real, Right. I just think that the human brain is so good at specifically seeing human like figures. Maybe for maybe it's survival instincts like today. Going into the office bathroom, I swore that I saw a pair of shoes underneath the stall. And I was like, oh, man, they got the handicapped stall. But I just tested the door just in case. And it was open and there was no one in there. 
And so there's two ways I can take that. One, oh sweet, the handicap stall's open. I get my own little personal poop apartment. My, my own little poop palace. Or two, holy shit, this office is haunted. You know what I mean? And so if I was already predisposed to think that this place was haunted, if I saw shoes and then didn't see a person, that would freak me out. I think all know? it would take would be something before that to spook you a little bit. Yeah, get on that because you were looking out for bears. Because I was, and I was that thinking had you on, that you had you on high alert. So I was thinking I paid a lot for vaguely, this rental car and I really don't want to hit a bear or have my new wife and I be completely murdered. <laughs> and so if this I saw brand something spanking new wife, I just got her. I just got dish. her from the shop brand new and I don't buy anything new. Just mint condition. Lucky to have her. Primo wife. Don't want to destroy it. I got the top model. Like, I would be terrified that there is like, like if I see a person on the side of the road who's just like a hitchhiker that's friendly, like that wants to get a ride, I would be like, that right there, that is a man who looks like an owl and I'm going to call him Mothman. <laughs> that's the full origin explained. That makes so much sense. That's what we do here on Strictly Confidential. That's what we do. Well, we here at uh, Strictly Confidential aren't convinced, but hopefully we've convinced you. Keep your eyes out. But don't be too scared. He's friendly. Just uh, keep your wits about about you after you see him because something might collapse. And let's take a break to uh, thank our sponsor, um, Alf the Animated Series. Yes, Alf the Animated Series. Uh, it's out now on VHS. Okay, do we want to actually close it? <laughs> we should actually. <laughs> thanks so much I'll... for listening. And thanks to the artist Glenn Merle for the use of our theme song Threadbare off of the album uh, Burden of Proof. Uh, he's a great musician who's got a ton of great music on, or not a ton of great music. The album is full of great music, and I hear tell. There's more music coming soon, and yeah. it's going to be good. You can also check us out on Instagram. That's uh, at Strictly Confidential Show on Insta. Going to be lots of cool stuff to see on there. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends. And if you want us to talk about a specific conspiracy theory, like how my random friend wanted us to talk a ton about Bothman, Shoot us an email at strictlyconfidentialshow at gmail.com. I would legitimately be so excited if someone had their own personal monster story to share. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And um, do you have any last remarks, Asher? Um, I'm going to go ahead and steal your last remark so that uh, if you have nothing left to say. Stay curious. Stay curious. Ah, beat you to it. Stop.